Welcome back to the podcast, Snack and Sports, your favorite food and sports podcast in the world. I'm Seth Warren. I'm Sam Sturgeon, and we are here for an emergency draft podcast. Yes, it's special. We have a guest via Zoom. He couldn't make it into the studio today, uh, but we are talking multiple things. We're talking first-round NFL draft reactions, uh, who has the steals of the first round, who has the reaches of the first round, also the crazy amount of reunions of wide receivers and QBs in the first round, plus Aaron Rodgers once out. Huge story coming out of Green Bay. We'll talk about potential landing spots for him, uh, but first... We have a guest via Zoom all the way from Chattanooga. He knows a lot about sports. We thought he would be perfect to have on the draft podcast. We have Ray Odaffa. Our senior draft expert, Ray Odaffa, the fourth. How you doing, Ray? I'm good. I'm glad to be here, fellas. Ready to talk some draft. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, we, but first, we're going to talk some draft. But first, we're going to talk about the Aaron Rodgers story coming out of Green Bay, Sam. Big story here. Aaron Rodgers not liking the management in Green Bay. He wants out. His top landing spots are Denver, San Fran, and Oakland. Well, Las Vegas. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's new. It's relatively yes. new. But I feel like Rodgers will not go to San Fran with the drafting of Trey Lance. So, Ray, let's get your input on that. Where do you think Rodgers will go? Um, I really I really don't think there's anywhere else that's going to be actually possible other than Denver. I don't think that – I don't think – obviously with Trey Lance, they don't need – the Packers don't need a quarterback because they did draft Jordan Love last year. So, like, they're not going to be interested in getting Trey Lance back in this deal, which makes that – takes the 49ers kind of out of the running – puts the Broncos up there with the most firepower to go get him. But because the Raiders do not have the firepower to go get him, they don't have the picks that the, uh, and the players that the Broncos have to um, put together a better package than the Broncos have. And you got to think Rogers wants to control the offense. And I think Vic Fangio let him control the offense. I think if he goes to Oakland, Gruden is one is going to want to take control there. So I don't think Oakland or, Sorry, again, Vegas will be a good fit for Rodgers because he wants to man and be like the, you know, basically the offensive coach in, uh, you know, wherever, wherever he, he goes. goes. Yeah, um, I think that uh, you guys know how excited I am about the Broncos talk right now. You know, this morning I wake up to news everywhere is talking about Rodgers going to the Broncos. You guys are mentioning it first. Um, yeah, San Francisco, again, drafting Trey Lance third overall. However, you know, however shocking it was, uh, we'll get into that later when we talk about draft talk, but, um, they got their QB of the future. Um, I don't think Rogers, you know, coming from a situation in green Bay where they drafted Jordan love there and he's mad about that. He's going to go to a place where they just drafted another quarterback. You know, he's not going to go into the same situation he just left from. Um, also the, the Patriots are up for debate as well. But they just drafted Mac Jones, so it's another situation of them drafting a quarterback. So that you know, as much as you know, the dynasty, the Patriots. Uh, however, a uh, short time ago that was, I think you know he sees Mac Jones as a threat. I seriously don't think Aaron Rodgers sees Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, or Josh Rosen as a threat. I really don't. And he and he sees the threats as in Jerry Judy. He sees the threats in Cortland Sutton. Tim Patrick was their leading receiver last year. Um, and, and KJ Hamler, however, you know, he was his rookie season last year. Right. And it just didn't really pan out the way I wanted KJ and Hamler to do. Maybe he'll have a breakout season this year. So um, Broncos seem to lead it. But what about the Raiders guys? What are your thoughts on the Raiders? 
do they have enough? You guys said they didn't have enough, but it could be a good fit. You never know. Yeah, I think I think Gruden and Rodgers would be awesome. It, it would really be would awesome. Be. It would be so much, so much entertainment with those two together. Um, and not to mention Mayock either. But um, yeah, I just with uh, I think a lot of the trades would have to come like Sir Tan from the Broncos would be right up there going to uh, the Packers, although they did just draft Stokes, so maybe not. Um, yeah, and then I just, I just don't see the Packers being too interested in Leatherwood because they had other tackles available and they didn't take one at 30. Um, this could be a crazy yeah. thought, but do you think that the Broncos would give away Vaughn Miller for Aaron Rodgers? I could see it. Um, they, they would definitely have to maybe take an edge in the next two rounds here today. Yeah. Um, but, yeah – He's getting old for sure and coming off a big injury where he missed the whole year, right? He didn't play a game. Yeah, yeah. He didn't play a single damn game. Pissed me the fuck off, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so he could definitely be in the trade, but I would would think that the Bronco or the Packers are likely more interested in a guy like Bradley Chubb. Or possibly a wide receiver. I mean, you think they still have they have Hamler, they have Judy. Who is that other guy? I think they're just going to be interested in Ham and uh, Judy. Sorry, they're yeah. going to be interested in Judy. The, the the upside of Judy is probably the best on the Broncos. Cortland Sutton's another young wide receiver that they might be interested in, but I really don't see the Broncos really giving up Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton or Bradley Chubb. They're their young. They're the young core. That's the future, right? And uh, even though Aaron Rodgers is a generational talent, he is in the later part of his career. Are you willing to give up your future for now? You know, and, and also I want to get into it. Like who, who has a better offensive line, the Raiders or the, or the Broncos? Because the Broncos have struggled, even though they do have a, uh, you know, um, a pro bowler in uh, Boyles. But other than that, who do they got? And the Raiders also just uh, drafted uh, Leatherwood. Yeah. What do you think, Ray? Uh, you got uh, as far as the offensive lines. You got to remember that the Raiders kind of tore theirs apart this year. Yeah, they they sent right. Hudson off to uh, Arizona, Gabe Jackson, the left guard, out to uh, Seattle, and then Trent Brown went back to uh, the Patriots, and that's who they're replacing him with is Leatherwood. So I think they still have a solid line with the guys that they got there, but it's not what it is or what it was, and. I, I do think the Packers or the Broncos, sorry, have an underrated line. Neither neither of these two lines are going to be anything like what he had in Green Bay. So that's Green Bay's got like top five line. Let me let, let's get into the real question: Where Rogers goes? Like we're assuming Rogers going to go somewhere, right? You he know, could he could just he could just stay, or he could just leave and go host Jeopardy full time. <laughs> That's what the Packers probably don't want. They want to get something out of him, right? Or it could be a Deshaun Watson, you know, situation where Deshaun Watson hasn't gone anywhere. He's stuck in, in you know, hell in Houston, you know. Um, but which are the four teams that have been mentioned? The 49ers, Patriots, Raiders, and Broncos. Those are the four teams everybody's mentioning. Which out of those four teams, potential landing spots for Aaron Rodgers, that Aaron Rodgers goes to and they immediately become a Super Bowl contender? Well, I think any of them, all four would be immediate contenders with the addition of a guy like Aaron Rodgers. 
Packers. Like, I think if if we were to rank them, I would put the 49ers at one just because they just went to the Super Bowl uh, last 2019 with yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. And then I would say the Broncos, they have a really good roster. It's just if it, like leaving Aaron Rodgers out of the conversation, if Drew Locke can put together a solid productive season, they are fighting for the playoffs easily. They have a very good roster. So I think those would probably be the two that I would put at the top if they added Aaron Rodgers, but I, all four of them would immediately become title contenders. Sam? Day and night. Yeah. I mean, I, that you have to obviously take out the 49ers. I think, even though that's where he's preferred destination, just because they drafted Trey Lance. Um, I think the Broncos is just, they would instantly be, you know, a top team in the AFC. And I think Rodgers obviously wants to go to the AFC anyways, just because he wants to get away from playing Tom Brady. So he wants to get to a Super Bowl, man. Yeah. But then if you go to the AFC, you're pa- 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 uh, facing Patty Mahomes. You're facing the Steelers, who had a great record last year. Are we forgetting that? They, I mean, they choked in the playoffs against the Browns, but they had a great record. They had the best record in the NFL last year. Yeah, it's, it's definitely Rodgers has never really had that that other elite quarterback in his division or in his conference, like Russ has been there, but I don't know. He's Brady being in the NFC is new. So I don't really necessarily think that he wants to get out of the AFC as much as he is. That's what the Packers want, or I mean, out of the NFC. I think that's just what the Packers would like, which again is another knock on 49ers and how unprobable that seems. How soon are we going to see a trade for Aaron Rodgers? I mean, I don't think you can do it till what, June? Is it 13th, Ray? For the dead money? Yeah. I, th- I think that's about right, yeah. Because I know that the Falcons were also going to try and trade uh, Julio, but, I mean, that also seems unlikely. They'll probably find some money here and there. Let me ask you this. A meetup with Julio and Aaron Rodgers in Denver? Possible here? That's a lot of picks being shipped out. Yeah, but that's so they're giving up that, the entire future for Julio I mean, and Aaron Rodgers. And the I mean, but that's a championship right. roster, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Easy. It is. All right, awesome, awesome. Uh, huge news out of Green Bay. We're saying my team is the uh, number one option, but we shall see. We shall see. I'm not going to get my hopes up. That's for sure. Now on to uh, the biggest story of last night. Uh, we are recording after the day of the first round draft. Um, first overall. Jacksonville Jaguars, the shocker of the draft. They, they draft Trevor Lawrence. It's such a shock to everyone. Uh, how shocked were you, Ray, that Jacksonville drafted Trevor Lawrence? First off, I want to say this was this was maybe one of – maybe the most entertaining first round that we've had in quite a long time. Yeah. This was a very good first round of the draft. It was I thoroughly enjoyed watching it. And uh, But for Trevor Lawrence, I mean, we've known this since this guy was – We've known this since this guy won the Elite 11 against Justin Fields with Trent Dilfer uh, leading it his senior year in uh, high school. We've we've known this. There's been no discussion. Um, I mean, this was just the easiest pick of all time. Like, this guy is going to be a stud. And I'm glad he went to Jacksonville instead of someplace like the New York Jets, just a, a QB killer. But, I mean, you got a new coach in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer. 
and Urban's got his guy for, you know, Lord, Lord knows how long. So, I mean, surefire pick that one of the, what is it? The highest rated uh, quarterback since what Andrew Luck. Yeah. According to Daniel Jeremiah. Yes. I mean, this was a lock. I said it was a shock. I was joking. Obviously this was a lock. Everybody knew, like we could have skipped the first two picks of this draft and, and been like, you know, go ahead and sign them. The first pick in the draft could have been the San Francisco 49ers. And, you know, no one would have gave to, to, you know, what shits um, about it. And uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence with urban Meyer, urban Meyer took the job just to get, uh, just to be able to coach a player like Trevor Lawrence. He's a generational talent. Um, the ability to, to to move outside the pocket and throw on the run um, is Patty Mahomes like he can he can move with his feet. You know, it's 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 a beautiful thing to watch on the on the field. Um, winning his freshman year, true freshman year at Clemson championship. But um, any 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 worries about Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, Ray? Um, I I don't really have any worries about him. I think he's going to come in and be what he is. I think I, I Ohio state fan. So obviously I'm a big, big urban Meyer guy. I'm a pound the table for my guy, but um, I think that could be a problem. Like we've seen guys like the chip Kelly's, the Nick Saban's, they go to the NFL and it just doesn't work. And I'm not, I'm not here saying urban Meyer is going to flunk out. I mean, He's obviously a very talented coach. We'll have to see if it works out, but that that could really slow down uh, Trevor Lawrence really coming into the league and just taking off and dominating as he should from day one. I mean, and then you go down to the next pick, Zach Wilson at two for the Jets. I I personally am not very high on Zach Wilson. He played like no like pure competition throughout his entire. Uh, Starting career, and he only started what one year? Am I correct? No, he started two. He just he did start two. He okay. played really well this year. Yeah, yeah. Last last year, the year before this, um, he didn't do too hot at all. And, and it's BYU. It's not like he's coming from a an Ohio State, a Clemson, a Alabama. It's it's BYU. And I mean, when's the last great BYU quarterback to just be excellent in the NFL? Steve Young. I rest my case. <laughs> the seventies. Yeah, he played in the eighties when he when he played. It was a long 90s. time ago. Anyway, yeah, nineties. Nineties. Wow, yeah. that was way sooner than I thought. But okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. I don't know how you feel about Zach Wilson, Ray. I'll let you get your thoughts in. Uh, Zach Wilson, obviously, he's got the arm. We've all seen that. We've watched. We've saw that throw in the pro day. Everybody's seen that throw. Um, he's got the arm. He's got the swagger to him. We all we've seen that. Um. I, I think it'll just be uh, it'll be a matter of whether he can he can actually like get going like it'll be it'll be tough for him to start out. I think he's going to start out really slow, um, especially in the situation he's in, which I do think that this Robert Sala hire for the Jets is really going to help their organization. And I like Joe Douglas as a GM, too. But I think they're. Uh, their team is just still not good, obviously, as we've seen. They almost went 0-16, or yeah, 16 this year. So if if he can if he can get some ground and really get going, then he can really take off. But it's just gonna be hard for him starting off. If they could just be patient with him, I think they'll be fine. 
You got to protect him. That, that's the key. Keep him healthy. Um, put guys around him um, that 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 can do like you know things that he can just make it easy throws and hit them just take off for for a touchdown. So they got to put threats around him as well. Um, defenses like they have to put like they need everything honestly, and and I really don't see much success like like Joe Burrow last year when they're picking first overall they at least had you know some some pieces together, and that's why they did okay with him. And then when he got injured, they did awful. Um, but you know, um, Zach Wilson's upside out of the five QBs in the first round, I think is either four or five on this list. You know, in terms of upside, I think. Uh, obviously, Trevor Lawrence has a bigger upside. I think obviously, uh, Justin Fields has a bigger upside, and then Mac Jones played in the SEC and won a championship, so I think he has a bigger upside. So, um, now this also goes into the next pick, the third pick, Trey Lance, the 49ers. Do we think that this is the fifth best quarterback in this draft, or could he possibly come out come out of here in the 49ers and make 49ers a contender in a couple of years? I think whoever whoever got drafted by the 49ers instantly shot up the rankings. This is this is a gold mine for a quarterback. Um, they've got a really good line. They've got Ayuk, uh, Debo Samuel, and Gre- uh, George Kittle. I almost call him Greg Kittle. I've been watching too much EMT. Uh, yeah, Greg Kittle. Um, but yeah, we've got three very good receiving options. Uh, Raheem most, it's a very good running back. I, one thing about Zach Wilson, a running back is a rookie quarterback's best friend. Like they're going to bail you out of some tough situations. Um, and the jets don't have that. They don't have a good running back. They, they're still early in the draft. They could still add Javante Williams still out there. Um, but the, the run game is what the 49ers are built off of. And Zach or and Trey Lance adds to that too. He's arguably the best running quarterback in this class. He's he's I like I saw the uh Steve McNair comparison uh last night, and I think that's a pretty fair one. He runs like a he runs hard like a Steve McNair and like Cam Newton used to uh ran when he was uh going to the Super Bowl with the Panthers. And I think Kyle Shanahan is a great coach and he'll be able to uh, get the most out of him. And I think, I think this is a home run for the, uh, for Trey Lance, at least. You don't think the the level of competition that Trey Lance has it, you know, face kind of hinders him at all in this, uh, in the NFL. Obviously there's going to be, there's a huge step up from even FBS to the NFL. Mm-hmm. So people have, people have trouble with that. So going from FCS to the NFL is tough. But he doesn't need to be thrown into the fire. They have Jimmy Garoppolo, and they're not trading him before the year. They're they love Jimmy over there. They just they're gonna they're gonna ride with Jimmy until Trey Lance is ready. So I mean that's that's all you can ask for. That's what the Chiefs did with Mahomes. That's what the Ravens did with Lamar, and they're both amazing quarterbacks. Um, I was going to say Trey Lance is probably my least favorite quarterback in this draft, just because, um. He, he, he played one game last year. I mean, it's due to COVID, but he played one game last year. And 
passing wise, he wasn't good. He, he, he passed 15 to 30 against low competition. And the only reason he came back and won that game is because of, because of his feet. Like, I don't see an upside in his arm. I really don't like his decision-making is pocket awareness. I, you know, pe- quarterbacks like that get tend to get injured. I'm not wishing upon injury, but I'm just saying he's got to take care of himself. He's got to learn how to make better decisions. And, uh, you know, Shanahan might have to help in that regard. Oh yeah. I, I definitely think the offense for the first part of his career will be super simple. And I mean, Trey Lance is a smart guy. Um, so it won't be like crazy simple, but um, I do think a lot of the reads will be made for him until he can make those reads for himself. All right. And then that leads us into the fourth pick, Kyle Pitts. I feel like this is a sure pick for the Atlanta Falcons. Some people thought they were going quarterback, but I mean, you add Kyle Pitts to an already what feels like stacked receiving core. You can play him anywhere. He's a tight end built like a wide receiver. I just want to say it wasn't a sure pick for you. You didn't pick Kyle Pitts at four. We have it on recording. I picked Kyle Pitts at four. You said that they were going to go a line. It's fine. It's whatever. I'm not going to harp on it too much. But, yes, Kyle Pitts are probably the best offensive threat in this draft. He is a generational talent tight end. We have the Travis Kelseys, the Rob Gronkowskis, and the George Kittles of the world. He's going to fit right into there almost immediately, in my opinion. I think he dominated the SEC. As good as the SEC defenses are, he dominated the SEC when it came to shredding whether a linebacker was on him, safety was on him, cornerback was on him. It did not matter. He is going to get open. He's going to catch the ball. He's going to outrun you, too, at a tight end position. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Pitts was a legit Heisman contender for a long time this year at tight end, tight end. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's the best weapon in the class. He's the best. He, he's arguably the second best player right behind Trevor Lawrence. Um, yeah, I mean, this is there's there's obviously the concerns about his blocking, but. They have Hayden Hurst there, and Hayden Hurst is a good blocker, so they'll be fine. They can kind of run it like uh, the uh, Raiders do with uh, Darren Waller if he if he has. And, and I think he's kind of that kind of player, but he's way more talented than Darren Waller was coming out. Way more talented. I agree. I agree. And then that brings us to number five, Jamar Chase. Obviously, the probably third overall. Uh, prospect in the draft going to the Bengals um I honestly would have liked to see them go offensive line here just to protect Joe Burrow after him tearing his ACL but I mean you get Joe Burrow's guy you the quarterback you know you get this guy who won the championship with Joe Burrow he was an opt-out last year but I mean that's it's Joe Burrow's guy like what are you going to do Yeah, that, I mean, Jamar Chase is electric. We saw we saw him in uh, Burrow last or 2019 when they won the championship. He had like 18,000 yards almost in 12 or in 14 games, 15 games, 14, 14 or 15. Um, but yes, uh, 1800 or 18,000. 1800. Sorry. 18,000. 18, I was like, geez, you got to pick him number one overall if that happens. Jesus. Um, yeah, but the, the chemistry is there between these two. Um, 
this is an amazing tackle class. Like we're sitting here uh, day two and Tevin Jenkins is still on the board. Samuel Cosme is still on the board. The Bengals could easily add one of those guys. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they try to move up with the Jags, make sure they go get one. Um, it's only like four spots, three spots. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, Tyler Boyd and T Higgins are nice, but you got to go get a number one for your guy. And a number one for a long time too. Mm-hmm. The chemistry is ridiculous. I mean, they not only shredded the sec, dominated the sec, they dominated everybody else in the, in the college football playoff. There wasn't really a close game mm-hmm. there, you know, and, and it was mostly due to the passing game that, um, that Joe Burrow and Jamar, Jamar Chase were a big part of, you know, he also of course had Justin Jefferson, DJ Chark, you know, he had, he had a, he had, you know, Randy Moss's son for going to sake, you know, and but, Randy Moss's son is now in Cincinnati as well. So yes. the chemistry is going to be ridiculous. I'm telling you there. And it, to me, this is a great pick. I, I called it again. You know, you didn't call it. It's fine. I'm not going to harp on it again, but you know, I, I'm, I'm four out of five, you know, uh, to start the draft in my picks. It's, um, and going into that, the sixth pick, Jalen Waddle, I also picked. You didn't see coming. Uh, what do you? What's your thoughts on that, Sam? I mean, I thought I I thought they would have, you know, like Devontae Smith over Waddle. I think Waddle, like me and Ray discussed in our you know fantasy group chat last night, basically another uh, Fuller, another Kyle Fuller down there. Um, but I mean, Waddle's nice. I think he, you know, third overall, you know, wide receiver. I think Devontae Smith would have fit better, but. You know, Waddle's it's to it to also do to Waddle. It's another Chemistry QB yep. wide receiver reunion, which we'll get into later. But yes. Ray, what's your thoughts on Jalen Waddle? I, I had Waddle and Devontae Smith very closely graded. Um, both obviously, I both had had them both as top 10 uh, players and top, they were two and three at wide receiver, almost interchangeable. Um, but I, I did really like the Devontae Smith fit here. And, and I'm kind of, sh- I was shocked by uh, Waddle being the pick. I just think Devontae Smith is more likely, like if you, if you obviously Tua kind of struggled a little bit, if you have a wide receiver that you can just get him the ball and he does the rest, that's, that's really what you like. Both can do that, but Devontae won a Heisman doing that. So I, I just, would have rather seen Devontae Smith, but I don't hate the pick at all. I mean, the ability to stay healthy. Devontae Smith has stayed healthy, you know, for, for the majority of his career in college, and uh, Jalen Waddle did not, did not at all. But the, the toughness I like, though, in, in, the, in, the, in the playoff, he was, you know, trying to get out there, even though, you know, his leg looked snapped in half, you know, he was still out there. Might have been a bad decision, but you <laughs> yeah. got to applaud him for, the, for wanting to go out there and play. Like, that's what you I like, I like Those are the guys like you that. want. Yeah. Those are the guys you want. Another guy that I would have, you know, wanted is Pinay Sewell going to the Lions. You got to protect Jared Goff there, your new QB that you're paying so much money to. I think I think the the Lions kind of got a steal here at number seven with Pinay. I mean, this guy again, an opt-out this year, but this guy's a monster. Oh, for sure. This was an easy pick. Easy pick for the Lions. I think. There was, there's obviously Lions were one of the big uh, trading out. And I do think that was a possibility, but 
it was only if Devon or if uh, Jamar Chase and Penny Sewell went five and six, like in either order. If if they couldn't get one of those two top five players, like borderline generational talents at their respective positions, um, then they would maybe more likely move out. But I just I think with Penny being there, um, it made it an easy decision to stay put and grab a. Uh, a franchise left tackle that's going to be there for 10, 15 years. I mean, their future is not bright still. Let's be honest. They're, they, they, Jared Goff, you know. He's not the QB of the he's future. He's not. I, I, I would have loved to see a quarterback here, honestly. I mean, yes, you got to protect the quarterback, but the most important position on the field is the quarterback. You have to have a floor, uh, uh, sorry, I almost said floor general, we're not talking about basketball, a field general that can get the ball to, I mean, they have mediocre wide receivers as well, but get the ball to, to, to the wide receivers, to the tight ends and, and move the ball downfield and offensive one offensive lineman is not going to change you moving the ball down the field. It's just going to protect one side of you. So, I mean, um, can Jared Goff, you know, make a comeback and put the lions in a position where they're playoff contenders. I don't think so. I don't think Jared Goff is that quarterback. Um, maybe they can make some moves. I don't know, but I mean, you guys like to pick, I'm going to have to disagree. I mean, yeah, Penny Sewell is a generational talent, but you have to have a consistent at the quarterback position. I, I just think you build the team through the trenches. I think that's, I mean, not to brag on my own team, but the Cowboys did that with drafting lineman after lineman in the draft. And, like and what success ago. did they have? No success. All right, I'm just saying. We went to the playoffs more than the Lions did, so. How many playoffs games did you win, though? It doesn't matter. You still get there. <laughs> it do not matter. All right, you go. You we now go to the eighth pick of J.C. Horn to the Carolina Shocker. Panthers. I, I was shocked when this happened. I was really? like, what? I think they feel like Sam Donald might be their guy. And I think they want to go defense here. And, I mean, J.C. Horn, he's a monster. I wanted him at 10. He got taken at 8. This this guy's crazy. And I think he's going to be great in Carolina with Jeremy Chin there as well. Before we get Ray on this, I want, I want to say something. This was a shocker to me because you do have Sam Darnold. If he's your guy, that's perfectly fine. I'm cool with it, right? But talk about trying to protect the quarterback. Now, the previous pick, they protected a quarterback that's not really, in my opinion, gonna do too too much sam donald has more upside than jared goff i think we can all agree on that now i think they should have helped out the quarterback right sam donald never had really any help at new york so he comes to the carolina panthers here and you would think they would try to put some teams around him yeah he has christian mccaffrey we get that but if you draft an alignment here right whether penny sewell's on the board or not you can get um, Slater. Ro- yeah, Roshan, Roshan Slater, or you can get, you know, Darisol, any one of those guys, preferably Slater probably, um, to protect him, or get Devontae Smith, who was still available, a wide receiver that, you could, that Sam Darnold could throw to. What do you think, Ray? Yeah, I I definitely would. I, I've had a horn mocked here in a few of my uh, mock drafts, so I wasn't necessarily surprised by it. Um, my most recent one, I didn't have horn, but yeah, I definitely would have been completely fine with Rashawn Slater as the pick here. Um, he's a stud. He, uh, I mean, you just go, you watch any film, uh, you can watch two games and be like, all right, I'm done. This guy is, this guy's an amazing talent. Handle drive in the NFL. Oh yeah. Easily. Yeah. That was, that was quite the matchup. 
uh, him and uh, Chase Young in that 2019 Ohio State Northwestern game. But um, but as far as Horn goes, we saw the Panthers last year draft. Every single pick was defense. Every single pick, and it worked. Their defense got a lot better, and I think adding this player right here. Um, corner was still a big need for them. They weren't able to get a corner early last year. Uh, they kind of focused on the trenches a little bit more, obviously hit on Jeremy Chin later in the draft too. That was huge. Um, but yeah, Horn, Horn gives them a very good second, or I mean, probably will be the first corner. Deontay, Dante Jackson is good, but probably better suited to cover the number twos on a team. Um, but yeah, I, I'm fine with JC Horn. And uh, I think in the second round, they'll have plenty of options at a, a third wide receiver to replace Curtis Samuel or a uh, another tackle to step in on the uh, left side. All right. Moving on to the pick number nine. You boys, here. You boy, the Broncos. Um, when I saw Justin Fields was available, I kind of got a little giddy. I was like, you know, it'd be a flashy pick. Um, even though we just got Teddy Bridgewater, we still have Drew Locke. It'd be, you know, it'd be kind of cool, you know, a big name going to the Broncos. But, uh, you know, I called this pick, Sam. I said they're probably going to get a cornerback because cornerback last year, yes, you had big names, but they were, they're older. They're out of their prime. They, they weren't, it, the cornerback position, the defensive back position in the Broncos last year was horrible. That was the reason everybody, you know, passed, miles on us every single game so drafting Patrick Satan the second here what are your thoughts on that pick uh Ray yeah I they definitely needed a massive rehaul of the cornerback position um they had uh AJ Boye was not getting it done and um they brought they brought in Kyle Fuller I'm excited uh, and Ronald Darby which Darby Darby will probably lose his job to Sertan pretty soon. <laughs> but yeah, Kyle Fuller and Patrick Sertain um, add them with that elite safety duo of Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson. And you have a Bryce very Callahan. good secondary. Bryce Callahan yep. in the slot is another really good guy too. He's very good. Um, they tipped their hand here. The Cowboys, or I mean, the Broncos tipped their hand. They're all in for Aaron Rodgers. If, I think if that, I think if that if news doesn't come out, then I think they go QB the here. Yeah, I believe. But since, I, I think you're right. If that if that if that news doesn't come out, Fields is the easy pick right here. But since that news came out, what hours before the draft, they were like, "We gotta go get that guy at certain, and then we'll try and move uh, pieces to get Aaron Rodgers later." Which again, giddy about. Also, to think about this, I was going to mention this earlier. Um, who's the GM at the Broncos? It's John Elway. The reason Peyton Manning went to the Broncos, the reason, you know, Aaron Rodgers might want to go to the Broncos is you have a Hall of Fame quarterback as your GM, uh, one of the greatest of all time to do it, John Elway. Um, you think Aaron Rodgers is thinking about that a little bit? Oh, for sure. I mean, this uh, immediately when I thought about uh, the uh, Rodgers to Denver, I immediately thought of that Peyton Manning. This could be a very situ similar situation, like, the Broncos have been able to build very good teams. They just can't get that quarterback. Facts. And then when they have a guy, they've got a guy that falls into their lap like a Peyton Manning did or like Aaron Rodgers might, 
they take that chance and then and then boom, they're in the Super Bowl because their team is so good other than uh, that quarterback position. Been waiting. Been waiting for something like this. But uh enough about me. Let's go on to Sam here. Pick number 10. The lat or wait, oh, 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 yes, never the, the mind. Cowboys, the Cowboys traded out of 10 to move back. Was it two spots to 13 or to 12 with the Eagles? Surprise here. But I think the Eagles knew that the Giants wanted Devontae Smith. So the Eagles jumped them and grabbed Devontae Smith right from him. And I think the Eagles made up for the mistake last year after drafting Rager over Justin Jefferson and not trading up to get CeeDee Lamb as well last year. I think Devontae Smith fits well here. I just don't know how their quarterback uh, is going to go um, this coming year as well. Ray, let's get your thoughts on Devontae to the Eagles. Yeah, I I love this. Um, I thought they, they definitely needed a wide receiver. They've they ha- they got Rager last year, and obviously that was that was a bad pick um, because Je- Jefferson was sitting right there. Um, but yeah, I thought they were going to end up with uh, Waddle as their guy, um, and I didn't love that. I didn't love that because he's, he's kind of like Jalen Rager plus. So like. That just, I mean, this that getting Devontae Smith just opens up the field for Jalen Rager and um, can really give him an opportunity to shine. And um, they won't be good this year; they will not. Uh, but <laughs> if if they if they can hit on a quarterback Gosh. soon, or or if Jalen Hurts uh, turns it around, um, which I, I'm not completely writing off Jalen Hurts, but. I don't think he's I don't think he's going to be the franchise guy, but yeah, I think getting Devontae Smith is was a home run for them. Um, I'm sure he was at the top of their board when they were sitting there at six and they trade back to twelve and he's still there. I mean this division's yeah, yeah. This division's really uh you know, the worst division in football. And no offense, Sam. It's fine. It's really bad. And um with the with the draft, first round under gone done, um, and uh, some people moved around. Who who's your favorite, Ray and Sam, to win this division? You know, do you have the Cowboys? Do you have the Eagles? Because one and one of these teams won the playoffs. So I mean, which one is it? And we haven't had a repeat champion in forever. I think. Obviously, I'm a Cowboys fan. I think the addition of Jamin Davis for the uh, football team really helps their defense, an already great defense. Um, But, I mean, us adding Micah Parsons, we had a need at linebacker. I think a stud stud linebacker here, athletic-wise. And, I mean, you lost Sean Lee. Jalen Smith is not what we thought he was going to be. Leighton Van Der Esch is his neck's always hurting. I think that's a great pick for us. Obviously we still need corners. We still need, I think our line help right there and safety help as well. I mean, the only help, the only thing we don't need is a quarterback wide receiver and running back everything else we need. So, so just to be clear, who are you picking? Uh, I think uh, the football team probably to win the East this year. Okay, I'm I'm actually going to go a different direction, um, and I think the uh, trend of no repeats continues, and uh, I think the Cowboys will take the division this year. They've got 
the best quarterback. Not that's not a debate at all. By far. Um, by far. Um, they've got they've got amazing weapons for him. Um, he was on pace for like five thousand seven hundred yards before he uh, hurt his ankle this year. Um, but defense, though, he's gonna need. He's going to need to throw a lot. They're going to need to score a lot, but they can. They can score a lot, and I see them winning nine, ten games and uh, slipping in there right as the four seed uh, and winners of the NFC East. And and two two of the teams from the East drafted wide receivers uh, yesterday. Kandarius Tony um, going to the Giants as well as uh, Devontae Smith going to the Eagles, and I just think that shows that we need a lot more cornerback help within the second and third rounds here. Yeah. And there's, um, there's definitely some guys there. Yep. Um, so this kind of leads into our next topic of, uh, of discussion for this first round, uh, the trades, you know, we had the Eagles and Cowboys trades. We had the giants and the bears trades, you know, out of the, all the trades, what, what is your guys's favorite trade that happened in the first round? And who is the biggest winner out of the, out of the people who did trade up or down. All right. My, my favorite trade, I, there were some really good ones. And um, when, when, when I sat there and looking at it before they got to pick, I was like, did the Vikings get enough to move back from 14 to 23? And I didn't think so, but the guy that I had them the whole time taking at 14 was Christian Darisaw. They moved back, pick up two thirds, two early thirds. Well, one really early third, practically a second. Um, and uh, a mid set or a mid third. That was the pick that came from the Seahawks. Um, yeah, they pick up those two thirds and they still get Darisaw, who I have as the third best offensive tackle in the draft. Now, why do you think the Jets wanted Vera Tucker so bad, though? Um, it's it's makes sense. Uh, Joe Douglas, with uh, when he was with Baltimore, he loved those versatile, um, not afraid to get dirty type of guys. Um, that's just what Vera Tucker is, and I I don't think I think they're not going to play him at tackle. I think he's going to play on the inside. So I think yeah, that's they, what they, they really have him listed as a guard. So yeah. Sam, what's your favorite trade? I think my favorite trade has to be the uh, the Bears moving up all the way to 11 Huge to get trade. Justin Fields. It was Field. the biggest surprise of the draft. And you finally get your quarterback of the future. You miss on uh, Watson and Mahomes to move up to get Trubisky, <laughs> who, ruined, who ruined your franchise here. And you trade with the Giants to get the 11th pick after the Giants figured, oh, Devontae Smith off the board. Let's move back. And the Bears get their guy, Justin Fields, after naming Andy Dalton their starting quarterback. And I think Justin Fields, my number two quarterback in the entire draft, amazing fit for the Bears. Yeah, it's uh, QB time in Chicago again. Will this one pan out the way Bears hope that Mitchell Trubisky would pan out? We'll see. Um, I think uh, Justin Fields has played in way bigger games in college than Mitchell Trubisky did. Um, so, you know, he's probably – more prepared to be in the NFL than Mitchell Trubisky was. Um, also, a bet probably 
better athlete than Mitchell Trubisky. Um, his arm talent is has been proven to be very good. And, and in the two games Justin Fields was harped on about Northwestern and Indiana, he won those games. I mean, they're Northwestern and Indiana, but the two games that they everybody harps on Justin Fields for, they won. He only lost two games in his college career uh, at, at Ohio State. So it's like, it, it, I believe this guy is the second best QB in, the, in, in, in this draft behind, of course, Trevor Lawrence. And this is Ray's guy as well. Yeah, yeah. You probably could talk a lot about him. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people um, or a lot of teams, when they, when they go for a guy and like, what, like the Bears with the, did with Trubisky and it doesn't work out, they kind of look to get kind of the opposite. And I think that's kind of what has happened here. Um, I'm not necessarily saying their play types are uh, opposite. It's just Trubisky was a one-year guy. Um, didn't didn't start much. Had a good year, but only one good year. Uh, Justin Fields has been doing this. He's been the starter for two years. He played a lot at Georgia before transferring. Um, yeah, and and kind of their strengths are different. Like Trubisky couldn't throw deep. Fields can. Um, and I like that a lot with this fit because you've got a one of the most underrated deep threats in the league with Darnell Mooney. And uh, this opens up the field for Allen Robinson as well. And, and I do, I, they have that running back in David Montgomery. Um, obviously he's not an elite running back or anything, but as we saw at the end of the year, he has, he has that extra, extra step, extra level to his game that he just needs uh, just needs to unlock. So, yeah, I think this is, this is a very good fit for Justin Fields. And I think, um, I think if Matt Nagy doesn't mess it up, I think they're, uh, they've got their next guy. Um, big, uh, big statement about to happen here. I believe that in 2021 season, the Bears have ten plus wins. Easy. I mean, you else? think you think Aaron Rodgers probably leaving that division. You think the the Lions? Who knows what's going to go on with the Lions? Yeah. The the Vikings, the most average team <laughs> with the most average quarterback. I mean, they got Justin Jefferson. They added that what Dar saw, correct? And then I mean, who knows? The Bears could be one of the best teams. I might I say the NFC, the NFL, bro. I'm telling you, I, prediction here. If 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 the the above the uh, over and under is say ten games for the Bears, I'm taking the over because they were a pretty decent team with Mitchell Trubisky last year. They have some threats that Ray mentioned. They have you know a uh, uh, pretty decent defense and with with Justin Fields as talent. If he transfer overs into the NFL well, like I think he's going to, they would they 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 could have a great season ahead of them for real. Yeah, I think I think we will uh, I think we will see Andy Dalton at the beginning of the year, but I don't think it'll last long. Um, kind of like how Tyrod didn't last long. Um, Tyrod yeah, on both I, teams, not just. Uh, Los Angeles, the Chargers, back when the Browns 
drafted uh, Baker and Tyrod started those first, what, two, three games. And then Baker came in and just took over. Yeah. Yeah. Tyrod's got the history of letting other young quarterbacks come in and be franchise changers as his backups. But um, yeah, I think, uh, I think this is, um, Bears, if Rodgers gets out of this division, I think they're right there at the uh, at the top fighting for it. And I think the Vikings are another team to watch for. Their, their defense is a lot healthier going into this next year, um, hopefully. I mean, the, um, loss, the loss of Kyle Fuller, I think, kind of hurts them. But, I mean, you think if they hit, they hit well on these next couple picks in the second and third rounds at corner of safety, I think that really – propels them ahead of all the other teams in their division. Yeah, for sure. For sure. If, if fields comes in and plays well, yeah. Um, and wins that job early. Cause I don't think you're making the playoffs with Andy Dalton and quarterback. Really? Yeah. Not with Andy Dalton. No. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, my favorite uh, trade in this one is uh, Sam's Dallas Cowboys. You know, um, you guys talk about the talent that the other teams got. I'm talking about the ability to get nothing from something or something from nothing. That that's that's the saying that I'm trying to get at. Uh, something from nothing. They had the tenth overall pick. They could have drafted Micah, Micah Parsons there. You know, and, and just to be like, you know, I know the Giants aren't gonna pick him. I know the 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 Eagles aren't are, are uh, gonna pick him. So let's just move back a couple spots, gain some ground. And uh, just draft the same player we were going to draft in the first place. Yeah, they, so Jerry Jones had Micah Parsons uh, number one on his big board over Sertain in Horn. So and on th- defensive side, I mean, he's arguably the best defensive player in this draft. He arguably is. For sure, he's definitely one of my favorites. And had he not uh, sat out this season, we're not talking about this. A lot of people aren't talking about this pick as being a bad pick, like they are. But I don't. I, he is a very good player. I've seen, seen firsthand as uh, Penn State plays Ohio State every year. Um, yeah, he's a stud. He's, he can play. And we, we moved back two spots, grabbed pick 84 from the Eagles. I mean, it's a, it's a good pick. Um, like I said, if, if Sertain or Horn were still there, I don't think we make that trade. But I think with them gone, you know, back to back, trading back with, you know, with the Eagles and still getting our guy, it really helps us after losing, you know, Sean Lee, a Penn State linebacker who, you know, the last time we picked a Penn State linebacker was an all-pro, played for, what, 12 years, 11 years. Hopefully this guy will turn into the same. Shall we move on to reaches and steals? Yes. Um, Ray, if you want to go first with your reach, of the, the first in, of the first round of the draft. Okay, this one this one took me probably about two seconds to uh, pick. Like, I I don't even know what what the Raiders are doing. Like Alex Leatherwood, they um, usually got him in the second round. They, yeah, they, and it doesn't matter if they they could if they're dead set on taking a tackle. Take Darisaw, Tevin Jenkins, Samuel Cosme. Um, I mean, I'd even take Spencer Brown from, uh, North or 
from Northern Iowa over uh, Alex Leatherwood. I just don't, I don't think he's, uh, he's not strong enough. He's not athletic enough. He's not, I mean, he's got the tech, the technique obviously because he played at Alabama, but he's just not, I don't know. He's not elevating your offensive line like those other guys can. My reach uh, in the draft is a little bit further up in the draft. The third overall pick in the NFL draft is Trey Lance. Like when when I heard, I was thinking Mac Jones or Justin Fields. We 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 had a podcast last week that we that we posted up uh, uh, everywhere you get your podcast. By the way, um, that we were both talking about. Ooh, who should they pick, Mac Jones or should they pick? Uh, Trey or sorry, not Trey Lance. Uh, should they pick Mac Jones or Justin Fields? And um, Trey Lance was never in that discussion. We were talking about the Patriots getting Trey Lance. We were talking about Trey Lance maybe slipping back, possibly into the late first round, early second round t- to another team. And they pick him third overall. He's the fifth best QB in the draft, and he goes third overall. He played one game last year, didn't do too hot in the game. He he won the game with his feet instead of his arm. And I just don't see the upside in Trey Lance. And I think this is a huge reach by the 49ers. Yeah, my uh my reach of this first round is Travis Etienne going to Jacksonville. I understand that you're getting uh Trevor Lawrence, his guy at Clemson. I just think there's there's better running backs in the draft as well than Etienne. Granted. You see Najee Harris go right a pick before them, and I think the Jaguars are like, "Oh, we gotta, we gotta trade and get a get a running back here." But I think you it doesn't fill your needs as much as say a Tevin Jenkins would right there. Granted, now you can easily get Tevin Jenkins at thirty three, but it just shows how much they just don't believe in uh, Robinson down there. And Robinson, obviously an undrafted guy, had a fantastic year. A rookie season last year, but I just I don't see Travis Etienne being a number one running back in this league. Yeah, I mean, Etienne uh, was definitely a head scratcher. Um, They're not a good team, Um, and running backs in the first round have become a luxury pick. Like the only one that was taken in the first round last year was Clyde Edwards Lair by the Super Bowl champions. Um, Who didn't need anything. They're just like, all right, we'll just get there, get a running back real quick, which he turned out to be a pretty decent, he had a decent rookie year, but still like it just doesn't, it didn't, it didn't seem like it really filled their need as much as maybe drafting defense even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, with James Robinson there, like they have a guy that even if they don't love him, like it's, it's okay. They can roll with him and pick up maybe Javante Williams at the top of the second, or maybe even wait a little longer, get Michael Carter at the top of the third or a Trey Sermon. I mean, that's an Ohio state guy, although he, he was never coached by urban Meyer. Um, but yeah. And or they could have just waited till next year. I mean, there's plenty of good running backs next year with Breesy Hall from uh, Iowa State. Um, I mean, there's I I just don't see the point with the team as bad as it is to take a luxury pick. 
Yeah, I, I think that leads us right into our steals of the draft. Um, my steal, I, I harped on it earlier, I think is Justin Fields. I think he was a top 10 talent easily in this draft. I mean, you you move up to 11 to grab your QB of the future in the Chicago Bears. And I think that's a perfect pick for the Bears. Um, I mean, it, it just seemed like in, on my big board, I had uh, Justin Fields, like I said, second over Zach Wilson, over Trey Lance, obviously over Mac Jones. And I think Fields a steal outside the top 10 and plus just an amazing fit in Chicago. It's a good steal. It's a really good steal. Um, but I'll tell you a, a steal that's better than both your steals. Uh, or wait, I mean, we, we haven't heard uh, Rays, but I already know it's going to be better than Rays because it is the steal of the draft. You're drafting the best defensive player at number 12, and you got an extra pick out of it. It's a steal. The Dallas Cowboys, the best draft pick they've had um, in years, even better than your pick, uh, CD Lamb, that you loved so much last year, Sam. It's better than that one. Ray, your steal. Okay. Uh, kind of funny. We've got, uh, we've got 11, 12, 13 right here. I'm going Rashawn Slater at 13. Um, this guy is a plug and play. He's going to come in right now. You can play him at any of the five positions on the offensive line, any five of them. And he will be a borderline pro bowl caliber player at any five of them. Um, and if, if I was, uh, doing like a mock draft where I was just picking what I would do. He would be, he would be going sixth because Penny Sewell went fifth and then the wide receivers would start going off the board at seven. Um, but obviously that's not how it went down. Um, but yeah, Rashawn Slater um, is arguably the best tackle in this class. Um, I have Penny ranked higher than him, but Rashawn Slater is right there with Penny Sewell. Agreed. Now, the last topic of discussion from this first round is the amount of reunions by quarterbacks and wide receivers in college. We have um, uh, a reunion in uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. We have a reunion of Tua and uh, Jalen Waddle. We have a reunion of Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith. Uh, what is y'all's favorite reunion? Um, and just go from there of how you think the chemistry of that team uh, of, of the duo will help the team. And I'll start with Ray. Uh, I think, I mean, I think the obvious one is um, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Like that's, that's, it's tough to get much better than 1,800 yards and a Heisman for the quarterback. Um, Sorry, 18,000 yards. Yeah. 18,000 yards. Um, But yeah, I mean, they've got, uh, They've got the chemistry. They've shown it. Um, they were electric together, and they'll continue to be electric in the NFL um, in the very tough AFC North. Um, since you took that one, I guess I'll take the the second best one, Tua and Jalen Waddle. Uh, you know, um, even though you guys have uh, harped on Jalen Waddle, you think Devontae Smith's better than Jalen Waddle. I think Jalen Waddle um, is so 
fast. He's faster than Devontae Smith. Um, he's a lot bigger. I, I I know everybody's been like size doesn't matter with Devontae Smith. He won the Heisman. You know, he's hard. He's, you know, but size, I mean, does matter. Let's be honest, fellas. Uh, you know, ladies out there know that size does matter. Um, and uh men out here know that size does matter in the NFL. Um, Jalen Waddle is like a Tyree Kill, even though Tyree Kill is really small. Dude is a cheetah, he's fast, so is Jalen Waddle. His bursts are ridiculous, and I think Tua um, is honestly uh, a better passing quarterback than Jalen Hurts is. And um, that 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 reunion is ultimately probably the second best reunion in the, in in this draft. Yeah, obviously, obviously the Burrow uh, Chase reunion is good. I mean, the Devontae Smith reunion with Jalen Hurts, I think it could be underrated just depending on how Jalen Hurts decides to play this year. If the Eagles can. I would say just help Jalen Hurts at all. I think, you know, I don't think Jalen Hurts is that good of a quarterback, but I think Devontae Smith getting added to his team really elevates his play because I don't think the Eagles had very good wide receivers last year at all. And it just seems like the Eagles finally got their number one wide receiver and it just the weight has been lifted off Hurts' back to just take over the game and have to use his legs. Instead, they can throw to a guy that you just – Give him the ball and he'll do the rest. Awesome and yeah. entertaining. Go ahead, go ahead, Ray. Yeah, for sure. And there's there's two uh, two potential more that we have. Um, I think two underrated ones: uh, Trevor Lawrence to Travis Etienne. I know it's not a wide receiver, but it's still it's a his guy. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. They've been they've. I mean, Travis Etienne came back this year to run it back with Trevor to try to get a Super Bowl um, when he could have easily been the first running back taken last year. Um, like if he if he enters that draft, I'm pretty sure he's playing for the Chiefs this year uh, and they take Etienne over Clyde last year. But um, coming back, uh, he gets to continue to play with Trevor Lawrence, which is great for him. Um and yeah, it's it's an interesting duo. And then one more that has not happened yet, but we could see is a Zach Wilson and Dax Milne uh, reunion. Uh, Dax is a very good wide receiver. If you watch, if you watch any of Zach Wilson, you can quickly see how talented this Dax Milne guy is, and he is a legit uh, wide receiver and could very easily have a very bright future in the NFL. And the, um, Amari Rogers is still on the board um, at wide receiver. Uh, played at Clemson, could also go back and play with Trevor Lawrence, depending on how late um, this guy falls. And, you know, if the if the Jaguars want to pick a wide receiver that late. Um, but I think that would be Trevor Lawrence then has his running back and his wide receiver that he threw to all of these years in college. Let's just go ahead and put the whole Clemson team on the Jacksonville. Uh, that could happen. Let's just move from the Carolinas to, to Florida where it's sunny and beautiful. Let's just go ahead and do it. You want to move uh, Dabo Sweeney to the assistant head coach as well? You want to do go ahead and do that? Could Imagine happen. that coaching staff. Imagine that coaching staff. Ur- Urban and Dabo. You know, let's get Nick Saban up there, too. Let's just do it. No, nah, they're moving Nick Saban to Miami. The Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. That that would be you, you having uh, Jalen Waddle and Tua. He, got, he has his guys. Um, Let's see what the, the winners and losers of this draft. Of the first round? Yes, sure. of this yeah. first round. Um, sure. I think the winner here, I mean, it's hard. it's hard to say. I think 
the Slater pick in for LA really helps them protect Justin Herbert. And I think he's probably an all pro uh, on that line. Um, I would say the chargers won this draft probably. And I, uh, I personally, I think that, uh, oh, the first round, at least. yeah, the first round, I think the, the Broncos get adding a, you know, certain in the quarter and the cornerback position really just bolsters their defense and they could obviously get more help along the way. But I think getting this guy who is the best corner in the draft and it just helps their defense immensely just right away. Um, the winner for me is plain and simple. It's the, it's the Chicago Bears. Like I said, this team could get 10 plus wins next year, depending on how the quarterback play is played. If um, Andy Dolphin, Andy Dalton has a comeback season, great, great for him. But if he doesn't, you do have that second option in Justin Fields, a great talent. Why not stick him in there? What, what do you got to lose? And uh, it could be like explosive, energetic fireworks happening on that offense. And uh, they ultimately, you know, in my opinion, are the winners of this draft or in the first round. Yeah, I got I got two here. I got a, uh, a player winner and then a team winner. Um my player winner is going to be Trey Lance. I mean, it, it can't get much better of a situation for a young quarterback than he has there in uh, with the 49ers. I mean, he's there. It's just a great team. Went to the Super Bowl two years ago, and now he gets to come in and he's the guy soon. Um, yeah. And it's just, I mean, it might, obviously you're not super high on Trey Lance, but just for, for him, it, it, it doesn't get better. It doesn't get better than this for a guy like him. And then my team winner was the Tennessee Titans. I think they got the most talented uh, corner in the draft. And corner is a position that they have been needing guys at. They have not had a very, like, top-of-the-line corner since um, you got you got to go, like, Cortland Finnegan or um, – Oh, what was that guy's name? Altron Werner. Altron Werner. Yep. Um, I mean, they've they've been struggling at that corner position for a long time, and I think if this if the uh, medical history mm. checks out here, they've got a home run right here. They've got the best corner in the draft. He was easily a top, probably ten pick, probably top fifteen pick, if that um, before the his back uh, surgery happened. I think this guy is either. It's boom or bust. I think if his back's a problem, then it's just he's done. But I think if this man, he comes in there, his back's just instantly healed. It's fine. I think the the Titans got a corner cornerback for the future. I think he's, as you said, probably the best corner in the draft. And I think it's a steal, probably one of the steals of the draft here for the Titans at what, 22? Yes, 22. The losers of the draft, the more interesting. Let's hate on some teams real fast. Sam, go ahead. Losers of the draft. Ray would probably like this too. Is the Baltimore Ravens? I think drafting, uh, drafting Bateman at twenty-seven. I don't think fits their scheme very well. I don't like his fit in uh, Baltimore. And then drafting the defense, uh, the uh, off, uh, shit, the uh, outside linebacker Jason away out of uh, Penn State at uh. 31 I no sacks you want a guy that can get to the quarterback and this I don't think this guy fits in the fits in the uh the Ravens defense at all and I, I don't think he's a good player either 
Uh, for me, uh, it's uh, to uh, go with um, stealing Ray's pick probably um, in Alex Leatherwood, as he mentioned, multiple offensive tackles uh, ahead of him. And then the Raiders said, you know, let me get that guy. He is from Alabama. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Alabama players, of course, have great success in the NFL uh, historically. But uh, at 17, you feel like you could have gotten something, something a little bit better. And, of course, uh, you know, you say um, Trey Lance uh, got a great deal here. But we're talking about losers, uh, team losers in this draft. And I think he, they, they picked the fifth best quarterback at number three. So loser in my draft is for sure the 49ers. Yeah, that, that's those are both uh, the Raiders, not the 49ers. But, uh, I said Trey Lance. Trey Lance is another one. Oh, oh you, yeah. I thought you said Raiders. Um, uh, yeah, so I think that the Packers are the losers of this year's draft, uh, first round. Um, obviously, you've got that uh, Rodgers uh, news. He wants out. That's That automatically puts you at the top of a list for a list like this. And then, and then to make matters worse, you go take a corner. Like, when are you going to get this guy his second wide receiver to go next to Devontae Adams? Um, and while I am an Eric Stokes fan, this is the this is the sixth or seventh best corner in the draft. I not often do you see six or seven corners, and that didn't happen. They took him fifth. But yeah, I just I I think if you're going to take a corner, you take Asante Samuel or uh, Melifanu from Syracuse, but I, I don't understand not taking an Elijah Moore or a uh, Terrence Marshall right here to, if one, help make Aaron Rodgers happy. Shouldn't that be their goal, to make Aaron Rodgers happy? And two, if that doesn't happen, Jordan Love's going to need some – like, they have a good roster. They don't want to go to Jordan Love and just be bad. So they're going to – they're going to need receivers for Jordan Love. Like Jordan Love cannot just rely on Devontae Adams at all times, no matter how good he is. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. The the Packers are really, yeah. Our picks are okay, Sam, but really the losers of the NFL right now is the Packers. You know, you're losing uh probably a top five quarterback in my opinion all time. You know, you're losing him. You're 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 making him slip out of your hands right now. You're not doing anything to help him. To help him. You're like, yeah, it's the ego thing, I think, and that the Packers just have too much of an ego right now to be like, you know what? You're right. We need to help you out. They're pretty much just saying F you Aaron Rodgers right now. And we've we've had too many years where we're saying the Packers are the losers of beginning of the draft. Like last year, last year, they their first two picks played like a combined like like their first pick didn't play a snap and their second pick played more than 50 percent of the snaps in one game sheesh entertaining first round isn't it sam crazy first round a lot of trades a lot it was, as ray said earlier one like one of the most you know exhilarating first rounds that i've the that chair the chair that was, that was a dumb segment no the chair so man dumb. bring him back Good times, <laughs> but yet this is a great first round, very entertaining. I mean, a lot of mock drafts just wrong. A lot of mock drafts just not got mine, ruined, baby. Think. First 10, <laughs> pretty much perfect. 
this was a good first draft or first uh first round draft. Um, we go to the second, thirds, you know, the rest. Um, excited. Excited. It's a lot of great players available still. A lot of probably first round talent still in the second round. So I think I think this second round is you know it's gonna shake up to be a really good second and third round today. We didn't even talk about Najee Harris really a bunch, but you know Steelers draft Najee Harris, Rays team. Uh, the uh, Dallas Cowboys dra- draft Micah Parsons, Sam's team, my team drafts uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, am I right? Am I right? We'll I'm see. Right. We'll see. <laughs> Looks good. Uh, we draft Patrick Satane. And um, in the second and third round, who do you guys hope to get out of your teams? Uh, we'll start with Sam. Um, I mean, we have a we have a pick 44. Y'all need defense. We need defense. We have pick 44. I'm hoping... I'm truly hoping that a corner or safety falls to us. Obviously, I don't think Trayvon Morig will. Um, I'm hoping to get maybe uh, like a Kevin, a Kelvin Joseph out of Kentucky, a Tyus Campbell, or maybe even a uh, an Asante sure. Samuel Jr. I, I I don't know if this guy will fall as far as I hope he will, but at 44, if Asante Samuel Jr. is still there and we don't take him, I will be mad. Um, my wanting. Uh, for the Broncos is definitely again on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, we, uh, you know, Jarrell Casey's a free agent this year. Um, you know, Von Miller's in the later part of his career coming off of an injury. Um, really the only good, you know, getting to the quarterback guy we have right now consistently healthily, uh, age wise is Bradley Chubb. And I would want to see a defensive tackle be or a defensive end and edge defense tackle, some type of um, edge, just a rushing of the quarterback. It's either going to be Christian Barrymore or Ronnie Perkins for me. Um, I would love to see Christian Barrymore, though. I really want an Alabama defensive tackle. Historically, again, Alabama players in the NFL do great. Um, he's the fifth best available on um, ESPN. And, uh, you know, we need we need a defensive tackle. Yeah, I, I like both of those picks for uh, both of the teams, and I think there's a lot of good value um, at both of those uh, kind of position groups. Um, plenty of DBs left. Uh, I know Sturge mentioned a few, uh, some others. Melifanu, he might not be too fond of that with the last Melifanu, um, who actually is his brother. But this Afitu is uh, he's he's well more or a lot more. Um, polished than his brother was coming out um and then we've got Richie Grant obviously who I know Sturge is a big fan of um big Richie Grant guy yeah Richie Grant is good um and then one one sleeper pick for the Cowboys uh Owusu Koromoa I know it's listed as a linebacker but he's really more of a hybrid and I think if 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 they're able to move him around the defense he can make that defense a lot better i mean micah parsons played cornerback in high school like he's a he's a kind of a hybrid guy he's really good in coverage and the, the dallas cowboys picked uh him third or uh 12 Micah, yeah 12 yeah so another hybrid guy for the bronc or for for the cowboys i think i know ray's pick i don't know if they'll be able to trade up far enough for this guy but uh, ray i'll go and let you talk about the steelers uh for the second and third round yeah i we need to go. Obviously, Tevin Jenkins is a pipe dream um, at 55. But 
realistically though, I think if we, we need to land one of the centers and one of the three top ones and Landon Dickerson, number one, if we can get Landon Dickerson, that would be amazing. Creed Humphrey or Quinn Miners. Uh, you've got to get out of this second round with one of those three guys. If those three are all gone, then you might have to reach for a center there in a Josh Myers or a um, Jimmy Morrissey or a uh, David Moore from Grambling State, one of those guys. But you've got to get a center very soon. All right. It has been a pleasure, Ray. It really has uh, very, very good talks, very good good discussions. Um, entertaining first round, just like Ray said early on. Um, I'm excited for the future of the NFL. I'm excited for the future of my Broncos. Uh, yesterday was a win for my Broncos. Yesterday was a win for the Cowboys. Yesterday was a win for the Steelers. Um, great, great talks with you, Ray. I appreciate for you joining us via Zoom. Um, it was a pleasure. Again, you can get this anywhere. You get your podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, um, Anchor, Google Podcasts, uh, you know, CastBox, whatever. Whatever you listen to this on, you can also find this on YouTube. You can't find this specific episode on YouTube because it is an emergency podcast. Uh, we thank you. Sam, take us out. All right. Follow us on Twitter, Snack and Sports on Twitter. This has been Snack and Sports. Ray, we'll have you on to discuss the later rounds in the draft on Sunday. Also, Ray, you got anything to plug before we head out? Anything to plug? Instagram, you know, Twitter, uh, anything like that? Yeah, sure. I'll plug my, uh, my Twitter. Uh, Ray O'Daffer, just straight up, just straight up, kind of guy. F F E R, just go follow me. Again, this <laughs> this has been our senior draft analyst, Ray O'Daffer. This has also been Snack and Sports. We'll catch y'all later. Appreciate it. Peace out. Good talking to y'all.